Hello guys, today we're here with Frag.Art at the Cryptonary Podcast. I'm very excited for this guest because they were the first generative art project on Solana. If you've been in the Solana ecosystem, you've probably heard of them. Cryptonary's hosts and guests are not registered financial advisors. All opinions are Cryptonary's alone. Nothing discussed in the podcast should be considered as investment advice or should be relied on upon investment decisions. This podcast is purely for information and entertainment purposes only. Now I've said all this, let's go. Welcome, guys. Hey. Hi. Pleasure to have you. So to start off with your background, Tim, you're the co-founder. I wonder what your background is and how you got into crypto. Well, as a developer, I was in crypto since 2018. Like... uh, I think crypto was one of the things that got me into software. Yeah, I basically was focused like most of the devs on the Ethereum and everything that was happening on the Ethereum. I probably probably sold too much of Ethereum at the cost of like 200, something like that. But uh, I'm, I'm trying to let to think uh, about all that. So back in the day, I was like making apps for for gambling apps and you know all that thing that should uh, work on the on the chain on that side so it was like games and stuff after that i was involved in one eos project uh, on the eos chain it was like pretty fun guys were building something like stellar but on eos i probably didn't go went well but got me a lot of experience yeah and after that i was just like jumping around seeing what's what's new what's new what's like interesting for me so i was coding a bit for bitcoin clients i was coding a bit on ethereum on tezos yeah, and just like recently like last summer i ended up in solana yeah, I I see. And about that time, like before you got onto Solana, I mean, the first years weren't that easy, right? For a developer on uh, Ethereum or on these other chains. Like, did you also yeah. feel like it was hard to, uh, you know, like it wasn't a market like we're in now. So it must be yeah. different. It was very different, actually. It was like the market itself was much more smaller like uh, it was much more harder to find a job like and then and, and, and a good job i mean like not something shady you know and uh, the the project that you'll be proud to have in your portfolio um they also the kind of documentation and the like the whole like ecosystem was much smaller much younger and uh, a lot of things you had to dig by yourself there is no comparison to what's happening now in Solana in that way. Like right now, Solana is like, I don't know, Ethereum at 2016 16 or something like that. It's barely like starting. But uh, yeah, back in the day, it was really different. And uh, I was uh, joining crypto right after ICO pumps and dumps, right? And everybody like Bitcoin was like a 6K or something like that. So everybody was like, actually short on crypto and uh, it was like really depressive uh, environment depressive state of the market but uh, all i care that is like 
practically fundamentals and tech side of, of things. So I was more into that, and uh, it's a, it's a, it was, it was, it still is a great opportunity for like even like young developers, starting developers, to do something really quick, you know, like to get their hands uh, dirty in something and uh, like quickly get response from community or from ecosystem about what they do. So, yeah. Did you also do a lot of open source uh, work or was it mainly, uh, I mean, I can imagine a lot of things were very open source back then. Yeah, actually I did. I did a couple of commits for, for projects that I, I was interested in. Nothing like really fancy, like really like important, but yeah, I did a bit. I see. And after like uh, these years, you got interested into Solana. What uh, got you so interested in this new uh, blockchain? Uh, well, yeah. Um, actually, it was it 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 happened spontaneously, like two hundred percent spontaneously, because. I was always, and I'm still is a fan of uh, hackathons. Like I, I really love the feeling and everything that connected with hackathons. Uh, I was participating like on on so many hackathons, especially blockchain ones. And um, the thing that got me into Solana was Solana Summer Hackathon, Summer Season Hackathon. It, it happened in the June, I guess. In the start of the I, rem- I remember it. It was like the, I think the third one, it was like one of the very big ones. Like I remember yeah. they did two that were already big, but this one was like the, the, the cherry on the pie basically. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I was just curious to participate and, uh, I, I had an idea of the project, which was fracked. I teamed up with my friend and we found another guy like during the hackathon to join us uh and yeah uh, like that's how it started like that's how i end up into Salah. we went completely under the radar but i was uh, fascinated by community and by like the speed and all the technical aspects of it like it was really like mind-blowing like in terms of um, you know capacity and capabilities of the chain uh, especially like back in the day, like at that time, I was starting exploring okay, L2 solutions or other chains, the Ethereum, like what they want, like what they can to offer you, right? And uh, that's the moment when like Solana got me. I see. And why did you decide to create an NFT project instead of maybe something else like DeFi or? Uh... Like, I wonder why you went for Fract and not another idea. Uh, yeah, uh, a, a good question, actually. Um, basically, uh, I was fresh from from other uh, Jena project on, on Tezos. Like, I don't know if you're aware, but Tezos is like a huge scene for NFTs. Yeah, and, the uh, Dick and uh, Noon, like the Tezos marketplace, right? Like, there was some yeah, yeah. issues now, but back then it was thriving. Like a lot yeah. of cool art. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember the the inception of the hit, and uh, so yeah, I was I was participating in one of the projects out there. Like I, I guess it was actually one of the Jane art projects as well. 
but I was like more like developer, you know, like nothing um, too important uh, of the role. And uh, okay, I, I wanted to participate in, in Hackathon on Solana. I've looked into, uh, I found only one NFT collection. Uh, like when I, when I was uh, pitching the idea to my friends, I was like, oh, I think it was okay. uh, Soulpunks, right? Like, I yeah, remember no, actually, that was like one of the first, or Solarians. Solarians, yeah, yeah. The only one like that I found, at least like from basic Googling, you know, just not digging like really hard, I, I found only Solarians. And uh, actually, it, it, it's funny because I, I jumped on in their Discord and uh, tried to find like source code, anything, anything like that. I, I found nothing, but that's that's a different story. And yeah, I, I was like, okay, I think I can prepare, like I can code this guy's uh, Janat collection for this chain, uh, and. Um, like just just a small interesting project for for the hackathon and uh, before that i was asking like my friend to okay like we, ha <laughs> we have a hackathon in a month or, or something like can you prepare like can you work on some genad and and, and like uh, he worked on this on, for a couple months uh, and like i just i just did not wanted to uh, like his work to be wasted, so we, so we took it for the hackathon, and yeah, basically that's that's how it happened. Yeah, and I actually minted, uh, I think one or no, I actually minted a few uh, frags when they launched. I think it was oh, for really? uh, half uh, Solana. I believe. yeah, it was half of Solana. Yeah, it was, it was strange time because everybody around was was minting for the five. Solana, and, and yeah, and we were yeah, for the record, Solana was like much cheaper than it's now. So it yeah. isn't that five Solana is like a lot of money. I think it. I don't think it was like as much as it is now. Like not at all. So like yeah. half a Solana wasn't that much. Like why did you choose for such a small amount? Yeah, it was it was fifteen bucks, and uh, like the whole like one frag, one mint was fifteen bucks. And basically, that was my like main vision, and and it still is that NFTs shouldn't be that like mint at least minting NFTs shouldn't be that expensive. And uh, one of the like goals of of that low price was to onboard uh, as many people as possible. You know, like small investors. I know for, 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 for sure that our collection was the first NFT collection or first NFT collection on Solana for so many people. Like, I can't even imagine. And uh, that's really like warms my heart. And uh, basically, like back in the day, uh, and, and still, I believe that minting should be affordable, you know? Yeah. And what also an important factor is, is that you can actually do this on Solana because on Ethereum, it's just not worth it to launch a project for $15 because the gas fees are making it so expensive that still a lot of people can't mint. Yeah. And another thing, like after you uh, sold out the artwork, it turned into more than just an NFT collection. I remember like uh, all the plans you had and a lot of it has been executed. So 
when did you decide to build like further than that? I can't. I can't like uh, example exact moment. I don't know the exact moment. I think it was even before all the hype that happened uh, with uh, with NFTs and so and with us as well. I think even before that we were like, okay, it's getting somewhere. Like we have a we have a bit of money. We have a community and. Uh, that's more than enough to start building things. And uh, I was like, okay, uh, let's see. It's a new chain, like a lot of new opportunities. Let's see where we can put our like hands, like our work into and, and be beneficial for our, for our like NFT holders, you know? And uh, yeah, we had a roadmap since the start, since the start actually, but it was like pretty raw. Like we didn't, we didn't, we did not knew uh, ecosystem and the whole like community uh, back then very well, so it was a bit wrong roadmap. But uh, after we made some tweaks, we we talked to people and we, we like realized what what position we are in. Like being the first gen art collection on such chain is a strong position, and uh, like. That was just a simplest decision I had to make. Okay, like let's let's build things, just because like that's the stuff that we know how to do, right? So, yeah, the the only thing that we have hand executed from the our initial roadmap is verified a random oracle, just because it it it's, uh, it was not needed back then and recently like. Not recently, actually, but it, it was implemented already. So we were like, okay, we, there is no need for that, and we can proceed to something else. Other things that were in the, in the initial uh, roadmap were executed, and the roadmap that we had after it, like with the sandbox, with uh, fractionalizing, with DAO, all that. Yeah, is... those are very interesting topics, and yeah. uh, you guys actually did your uh, first fractionalization during the Solana conference. I was uh, there together with uh, my uh, friend Bill. He's also a researcher at Cryptonary. It was at the Hacker House, I think. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So, uh, speaking on that, like it was the first Solana conference. How did you guys feel about that? Um, well, it was a, it was quite of a funny story actually for that conference because we went there. So I was the only frac representative going over there. And, um, funny enough, we had, uh, no tickets to get into the convention. So I ended up DMing Chico and he said, yeah, look, there's the hacker house. Just come by, uh, have a seat. And you know, like a lot of people are going to come by. And in the end, I feel like that during that convention, a lot of things happened at the hacker house itself which is, I think, is the reason why now they're having one in Miami and they're planning on having a second one soon enough in Chicago. And and yeah, it was really a fun experience because I got to meet a lot of people. And obviously the energy over there was insane because it was really just a room filled with people wishing, like willing to build, willing to develop like tools for the ecosystem to keep on pushing it forward. And so I feel like it felt like... It was exactly what we what we wanted to achieve to connect with these type of people, which I think what well, we achieved doing that, and and then we got to talk to Jordan, who's been like in touch with us for like quite a quite some time already, and you know the demo happened after mentioning it, and then it was like okay, let's do it, 
and uh, and yeah, and the rest. Well, we know what happened, and so we did the presentation. Went super well, and um, and then yeah, and uh, since then we've been uh, well, like Tim said, keep, we keep on developing, we keep on releasing, we keep on pushing things. So so yeah, the whole Lisbon experience was really eye opening for us. I totally agree. The uh, especially the hacker house really showed me like uh, how many people on Solana are willing to work together and build. And I also really like like the presentation on the fractionalization. So I wonder, Tim, if you could give some details and maybe an explanation to our listeners what the fractionalization is. Yeah. Uh, so basically, fractionalization is one of the key components of the fraction protocol that we build. The fractionalization, but by, by itself, is just uh, it's very really basic concept. Actually, you just lock your NFT inside a protocol, and you receive regular tokens in exchange that represent the whole NFT that you have locked. So basically, it's uh, splitting your NFT into like many, many pieces. And after that, you can do many things. You can uh, airdrop it to your friends, like just to share like if one NFT in between like many people. For example, you can do, you can use it as a DAO token or like whatever you, you, you feel to, to like link uh, as much liquidity, like utility to it as you, as you want. Or what most of the investors will do is to sell it because one of the like two main goals... Uh, sharing ownership, right? Like you yeah. share a piece of your ownership yeah. of the NFT. So some investors, yeah, exactly. like how I see it, for example, with Solana monkey business, a lot of people can't afford a full monkey anymore. Yeah. So exactly. if they maybe want to bet on the price of it, they want to buy maybe uh, 25% of a monkey. Exactly, exactly. And on the other side, then the holders of the monkeys don't really like want to, for example, sell all of it, right? For example, I want to sell, I don't know, half of my monkey and still be in the game, just like make some profits on the go or like sell, I don't know, 15% of my monkey and keep the rest for myself, right? So there is like unlocking liquidity for people that are already invested in NFTs and uh, want to like sell, sell them. And uh, on the other side is to make NFTs more accessible and allow investors to, to get into like this train, even if they don't have like, I don't know, uh, huge, huge capital. And how can I use your protocol to do this? Like, how do you enable this? Yeah, um, two, two steps. Uh, the first one is to, like, it's fractional, fractionalization of NFTs. And after it's done, the guy who fractionalized NFT can create a market for it. And it can be publicly tradable right after that. It's basic. It's one click away from you. And uh, it's uh, it creates a market where people can trade between them, and of course, that's the market where you sell your NFT. And, uh, people who want to ape in their buy, so it's pretty. Yeah, that's pretty awesome, and it had not been done before on Solana. So I'm pretty happy you created that. It's like something that already existed on Ethereum, I think, but 
it's pretty unique to also have it on different chains now. Yeah, uh, it's new to Solana, and uh, uh, actually there is like um, much more to come to it, and uh, in in the future, these shares or these derivatives of NFT will have more and more liquidity, and will have more and more DeFi mechanics behind it, and uh, it will be like complete uh, DeFi product just based on liquidity from really expensive NFTs. I see. And another interesting thing I saw on your medium is the staking. It launched uh, in October, I think, if I'm correct. It could yeah. also be yeah. earlier. But I also want to know a bit about that. Like, how did you come up with the idea of staking and the token? Yeah, actually, uh, we just uh, we were trying to figure out the way to incentivize like holding of frags, not like just flipping them. And um, that's how we come come up with the idea. Okay, maybe we can like stake them for the like long period of time and uh, give rewards on top of that to people and that rewards can be now a token right so that's that's how we, we got to to it and i guess we were one of the like few projects nft projects that did staking uh open nfts uh and uh just after that it started um, like developing by their own uh we received but honestly, we received so many great ideas and proposals from the community, from the DAO, that it's just like most of the time it's their ideas, their will, okay, what to do with the token, what utilities it should have, how it should be like incorporated in our like whole ecosystem. And yeah, everything started to, to work from, from that. Let's see, so that also really enabled the DAO, right? Like creating a token, people were able to yeah. vote and create proposals. And what other utility does the token have? Yeah, first of all, we have a sandbox a project like that we use for spotlighting and like bringing a new gen art artist to Solana space. Like I really, I really hate uh, like the profile of Solana like being all about copycats, you know, like all that you stuff. See, like all the projects that are just looking the same, like the profile picture. Uh, like some people say it's like Fiverr art, like as a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I, I try to move like us as, as a as a whole chain from that, and uh, like there is already like good amount of people and good community just that dedicated just to that to bring great artists to the chain and to compete in that field to compete with ethereum and tezos like in, in creativity so sandbox does that we promote artists we show everybody his work and we launch his collection on the our platform and um fracked stakers I received the exclusive entry to that collections and also we some collections we mint only with frag tokens we call them curated and these type of collections they are usually like with emerging artists and uh, whole frag tokens that were collected while minting these nfts are getting burned so at the same time it's uh, Burning mechanic, like deflationary mechanic for the token. 
I see. That's interesting how you uh, manage to uh, like add it onto there because it's always hard to create like a good utility for a token, especially uh, like a community always wants as much utility as possible, but it also has yeah. to be realistic. So I think you did a great job there, like finding the balance between them. Yeah. So basically, you just take fracts as NFTs, you receive tokens, and you have the place like where you, you can spend them, right? You can spend them on the even on the more NFTs. And, yeah, it's, um, it's a great utility token because it actually has like a purpose in your ecosystem. Yeah, and the coming week will also release the fract uh, uh, token, like single staking, and uh, it will lock some fract tokens from like market and unlock to people even more um, utilities of it. So the actual voting power for the DAO will be coming through that staking, and uh, additional rewards from fraction protocol we also like will be coming to from that staking so if you staked a decent amount of frag tokens you will be receiving not only like small but efficient yield but also fractions of other nfts that got fractionalized on the on the fraction and uh, uh voting power in the DAO uh, eventually so see and about your DAO, has it how does the voting work like does the community propose something and they vote on yeah. it and it gets implemented or do you still have like a, a role in there too yeah actually you, you pretty, like basically described the whole process in the first that's really sentence. that's really interesting because not a lot of projects do that right now often the founders still have a say in what happens you know yeah, um, I think uh, right now we are like in the merging phase. Like we are like the whole, you know, every project we do is like completely like controlled by the core team to execute it properly. But every idea, every like, every idea, every proposal that comes from DAO and like from voting, it gets executed. So uh, it's just a matter like, like our DAO is just like in the progress of establishing and informing and we do will do it like slowly and surely just making sure that we give power to to the right people right and like it's there is there is no pain the in that start, transition in my opinion at the start it's always important to uh, have power because you can't decentralize the protocol without having good fundamentals like it's like, you know, mm. you have to build the pillars first. You can't just decentralize it without having it built fully yet. Yeah, yeah. So right now, I, I really like um, enjoy the current situation in, in terms of like it, 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 the ideas and the general, the people in our like, community are really smart and uh, they they want the best for us uh, just because like they are already like, invested by a lot and involved by a lot. So it's just natural cooperation between us. And um, I'm really looking forward to it and expect from them to like push us even further. Uh, and uh, I, I, I believe it's unavailable just because by the, uh, by the great minds that we have there.
Awesome. And you just mentioned that on your uh, sandbox, you also launch different collections. Are there any NFT collections you are like interested in yourself or ones that you have collected or maybe a uh, project you are participating in? Well, Parallels being focused on the on, on the fract actually as a as a collection. I missed uh, every single like OG project out there. Like I, I remember means of Solana Monkey Business or Digging Apes or everybody, and I haven't like I didn't mean that anyone just because like I was focused on focused on us. And still, like I'm, I'm, I'm keeping an eye on everything that happens out there. But it, there is no, there is no favorites in, for me, except fact. And, uh, and um, what about for, you, Phil? I wonder if Phil maybe uh, has some NFTs he really likes, or maybe is like uh, participating in the community. <laughs> Well, yesterday I've minted the uh, the latest collection that we published on Friday, so I've I've got quite a couple because I was really looking forward to snatch one that I could print out because I really like the art. But uh, I'm a bit like Tim as well. I have I've been paying attention, but I've basically missed everything. <laughs> so yeah, I have uh, yeah I have basically not much NFT besides the ones that we have released that I could sometimes mint. Sometimes I would just fail. Uh, I missed every single private sale, so yeah, I got all of them in public. And, uh, See, and uh, what about like your uh, first collection, like the the Fract collection? What's like your favorite one? Like I minted a red eye. I was really, I really like the traits, but I guess everyone has their favorite, right? Mine, I would say, is uh, it's just a simple white portal that we use basically in our brand book. I don't know. It's the one that reminds me the most of 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 the whole ecosystem. Is the one that reminds me of Fract right away. And yeah, and visually, I think it's appealing and it's it's quite simple. So I slapped it on a T-shirt to go to Lisbon. So I was quite happy about the uh, the end result. I don't think it would have looked the same if I had put a rainbow wave on it. Um, oh yeah, yeah, good point. It's a very different uh, art. Oh, by the way, uh, put some links down below so people can also like view the portal and uh, make a decision themselves. And what about you, Tim? Like, what kind of uh, like maybe it's hard to pick a favorite, but which ones do you really like and think worked out really well? Yeah, I have to say, uh, if you're speaking, if you're speaking about facts, I also, I also believe that the white portal is just like it's one of the cheapest ones actually, but it's it's representing our brand, and as a as a guy who was constantly doing like buying from the floor. In fact, I was always happy to pick up some white portals just because, like, <laughs> personally, I, I, I love them. Yeah, I mean, I like the eyes because it was the one I mended, oh. but also because, you know, it's like, especially the ones where, um, you know, it's really simple. It's a really simple design if you just look at it, but it's still really, uh, you know, it's still really unique in my opinion. It's still, like, represented art to yeah. me. Well, it wasn't very complicated if you looked at it but it still was like i would probably hang it on my wall you know yeah actually i think in terms of like arts uh, arts perspective portals and eyes are the most like the most powerful ones and on nfts like themselves in general 
I guess we all have a feel on what the NFT market will look like, but do you think we'll see a lot of innovation in like the coming years with like the possibilities? I mean, you're already experimenting a lot with staking and fractionalization, but I wonder what your view is on the market in general. Well, definitely, definitely metaverse will be a thing. And uh, projects that like shoot for that, like totally some of them will be, will be a huge. Also like whole different topic is uh, games, right? Especially in Solana, it's just like a, a whole different story. And I bullish on the games on Solana a lot. Just because like by technical by technical means it's not possible on, on, on slow chains and expensive chains like Ethereum. Yeah, um, Solana also and, has a great uh, block time for games. So I really like the fact Solana is like yeah. doing this as well. Because I you know there are a lot of different ones, but I do think there will indeed some big winners in like the gaming uh, industry on Solana. And especially uh, combined yeah. with like the DeFi play to earn aspects. Mm, for sure, for sure. And uh, that's actually like one of the things that I'm thinking about uh, lately a lot is that by the low cost of um, Solana and projects that you build on Solana, um, the growing like economies, like countries like Africa, in Africa or India or like that type of thing that uh, rapidly become accessible and the infrastructure is being built there rapidly. That's the like communities that uh, will on board on, on Solana and uh, just because of the low fees, you know, uh, it's just impossible for people in, in, the, in, in these countries to get interested in the Ethereum because of the cost of it, you know. But if you provide the tools for them like technology for them like that says okay you can i don't know earn yield on the deposit of 100 bucks right that's gonna be huge for them just because like 100 bucks is a hell of the money actually yeah, it's, and, uh, it's a huge advantage and also like i do look at layer twos on ethereum as well but it's still like another step and it requires more uh you know, more effort and more knowledge. And Solana also has like a great user experience, in my opinion. Like yeah. a lot yeah. of people I talk to, they find it really easy to use Phantom Wallet and uh, yeah. transact with these uh, protocols. Yeah, so like in the near future where I see like a huge expanding, not only like NFTs, but uh, like NFTs as well, but also uh, the whole ecosystem is in that countries. Uh, as soon as we have uh, mobile wallets and uh, as soon as companies like start to pay attention to these markets, it's just uh, it's just gonna like blow, uh, especially because people they are, they are already like they're ready for the for the crypto right the, some some of the countries don't like don't have stable uh, currencies inside. And uh, people, they are constantly looking for the ways to earn money, you know. And if you provide them, like, tools, technologies, like, they can use from their phones just because, like, they don't have a computer. And most rapidly markets 
on most rabbit markets, people just like using cell phones and like just uh, mobile internet. And if you like reach out to these markets, it's just just will be insane. And by the end of the next next uh, three four years, these markets will be really huge, really huge part of the global economy, just because of the amount of people there. And that's where you want to expand. Like you can you can kind of leave America and to see for like just saying just because okay that's the competition that really hard to 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 take. I mean, but you know this right now like especially with like remote work and like the like yeah. all these things allowing these people in these countries to access uh, financial yeah. uh, information like they can access way more information than like at the time people used to immigrate to america for like the american dream you know there's so much more available now. yeah and uh, if you overtake this market like ethereum is not going to leave there just because of the cost of the transactions and if you if you go there and provide these uh, tools like DeFi ecosystem, NFT ecosystem to these people, they they actually going to use it. And in the next like three, four, five years, you will be in comparison to Ethereum, like you'll be equal in, in terms of use base, user space for sure. Yeah, I, I think that's an interesting thing to look at. And what about your own uh, protocol? Like what about frag.art? What are we expecting in the future there? Yeah, um, a lot actually is like our our roadmap is underlying roadmap is huge. There is a lot of things to build on fraction, of course, and we are constantly like expanding it and looking like talking to the other projects and uh, thinking of what else we can incorporate under the frag brand and. Uh, give even more utilities to to token so for the moment right now we have for the fraction we have um, baskets upcoming the next huge feature that will allow people to create their own nft atfs or nft indexes or really funds i really like that idea because it's something i've been looking at myself a lot because i don't have the time to research every nft project but i know people in my uh, like people around me that do but i also don't fully trust them to hand them all my money and say invest for me you know (laughs) like i don't want to just hand a person like some people I trust enough, but it still feels risky to just send them some Solana and tell them to invest for me. Yeah, and uh, just it makes sense. It, a handful of tools, it makes sense for investor. Okay, I'm not buying like uh, NFTs. I'm just like buying uh, index, like investing or ETFs that consists like, I don't know, five uh, top uh, NFTs or something like that. Um, I mean, you can and, make it uh, as safe and risky as you want, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it's it's up to you, up to, up to your like users, and uh, uh, you want to make sure, of course, that you don't invest in some in some sh- some shitty stuff. So we'll do also like curating a bit, right? And uh, say, okay, this uh, this font is official, or like this index is official. 
I guess you can learn a lot from the projects that already do this with crypto. I think there's one on Solana. I currently forgot the name. It's really dumb of me, but I know there's like an index uh, project with uh, just crypto. Yeah, um, there's a lot of things that are going on on, on that, you guys. And not only on Solana, but we are actually like mostly looking at uh, Big Brother, you know, and trying to incorporate the best uh, approaches there but uh, add something uh, that can be implemented on them. So like some like, really fancy, fancy stuff. Yeah, other like the huge milestone we have is in uh, pools. So pools work a little bit different than baskets. Pools, community vaults of NFTs, meaning that everybody, like let's say we have, I don't know, SMB vault, like pool, SMB pool. And it means that everybody can log their SMB to that pool and receive tokens in exchange. And later with I've these heard tokens. About it. It, huh? I've seen this on uh, Ethereum. Actually, it's really nice because it basically allows you to have instant liquidity when you want to sell, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, these tokens are tradable. You can sell them. You can... Uh, provide them in liquidity pool and just earn rewards. It's basically the form of NFT staking, right? And uh, yeah, we can do we can do many things with these tokens, or just use them to redeem other NFT from the pool. And uh, exactly, should... it's something yeah, you mainly do with like a floor NFT because you often, if yeah. you do it, you want to. You don't want to hold it long term, but you want to have, uh, you want to provide liquidity to the project or maybe replace yours with a different one by by switching it in the pool. Yeah, yeah. And uh, by the design, uh, these pools also will be created by users, right? We still will create like the main ones, but people will be able, just like liquidity pools on radio, for example, you can create liquidity pool with almost everything, just permissionless right so um the same stuff here like you you'll be able to define by like yourself to define which nfts you accept in this pool for example you accept only monkeys with sombreros right and that will be the pool for monkeys with sombreros right and that will allow not only like have pools for the floor nfts for example just but the different sections like different like layers of these collections because you know the pricing out there is like very different from top to bottom right so if nobody yeah, it's, will put it's smart because otherwise people yeah. like people won't put a very rare nft into yeah. a pool with yeah. a lot of ones that yeah. are cheap like that's just yeah. not a smart yeah. uh, move yeah exactly but it mean, makes sense for you if you understand that other NFTs in the pool also like uh, very expensive as yours, right? If you detect everything, and it still allows you to like get liquidity from it, and also make uh, the whole pool, like the whole collection, more accessible, right? And people just can buy, I don't know, just five tokens, and uh, it still has value, right? And as soon as, for example, like. In the current uh, shape of the market, I can't invest in, as I said, for example, sombrero monkeys, right? But um, let's imagine I'm very bullish on sombrero monkeys, and right now they cost hell 
but I want to invest, right? I, I believe in them. So that will be the way for me to do that, right? Just buy tokens that yeah represent the, the, this, this layer of collection. Yeah, and uh, one question I was wondering about, I mean, you're building all these cool projects around Fragd and I find it really innovative. And is there also a way your protocol earns revenue? Like, are there minor fees or ways you get some money back into your treasury? Of course, yeah. We have monetizations in our protocol built in. So currently for fractionalization, you pay a small fee and that's also like it's actually more used to have a threshold to not like like allow you to lock like really like trash nfts even though people are still doing that but it like i i think that i think twice before do that so that's the one thing it's just not to like abuse protocol I mean, the reason um, I, I asked was because you, when you sold the initial collection, you didn't raise as much yeah. money as some of these other projects did. So I wondered, like, how you yeah. earn like enough to have a treasury and fund these development. Well, <laughs> well, we we haven't raised any like uh, venture capital money like yet, but uh, yeah, I'm actually sandbox fraction and fract uh, as a collection itself still like bringing some revenue so like we feel it's very sound with that and uh, like we just uh, actually being honest western europe uh, developers are not that expensive as american ones or europe ones for example so it also like allows us to be like flexible and productive at the same time and do uh, uh, honestly, we're still growing and still like uh, growing the development team as well, um, and like that's kind of our like secret weapon, you know, <laughs> that we uh, have access to such talented but still uh, not so expensive uh, developers. Yeah, that's awesome to hear, man. And I'm very excited for all these things to come, especially the index fund. Like, I definitely want to see a couple of friends of mine use that so I can invest with them because mm-hmm. I really don't have the time to check out every project anymore these days. There's so much launching. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, yeah that's, uh, that's, that's the purpose. That's the purpose, yeah. And what about uh, if people want to check out your collection or want to find out more about Frag? Like, where should they go? Your Discord, Twitter, or website? Yeah, all this, all the, all the points actually. I guess uh, right now our Frag art on website is a bit of outdated, but still, like general information can be absorbed there. Just like basic intro to the everything we build, and just from then. From this like hop, you can jump on Sandbox, you can jump on Fraction, you just you can jump on our Twitter to to get more. And of course, like if you need uh, a bit of intro, a bit of explanation, our community are like is very welcome. Uh, I often receive the feedback that we have one of the best communities out there, just because there is no like like shit posting, you know, price and stuff like that. Just good vibes, you know. So we'll be definitely welcome uh, in, our, in our Discord. 
Yeah, that's great to hear. And also your medium is really nice to uh, understand like the ecosystem. There are some great uh, explanations on how the sandbox works there. So I'll definitely uh, put all these links down below so people can read uh, more about you. And I also really want to thank you for being on the podcast. It was a great conversation. And it's also great to see that you were like the first project that did uh, generative art and you actually started building way more than just the artwork. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Thank you. Um, the same. Uh, it was really fun. Thanks for listening, guys. The next episode will be with The Sandbox. I'm very excited for that episode as well. We'll be talking about them, about the metaverse and about the competition they have with Facebook and all the other metaverse companies. So I'm really happy uh, Fract Art was here. And if you want to check out The Sandbox, make sure to be here next week again. Mm -hmm.